Welcome to Protocol and the Priest, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. I'm Joey Scancella, joined by my co-host and friend, Father Paul Bechter. Father, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Joey. How are you doing? Doing all right. We are coming to you tonight. Um, don't worry. We are in separate homes. We're coming to us from um, Rectory. What is it? Rectory 2? Is that your official Rectory name? Rectory 2. Yeah. Rectory too. And I'm coming from uh, my house here. So um, because um, Father Paul, um, you found out on Saturday, right, that you were tested positive for COVID-19. So I know many people have been asking, um, how are you doing? I'm doing perfectly fine. I mean, thanks be to God, but I have no symptoms. Uh, If I hadn't tested, I really wouldn't have known. Um, because like, I, I actually feel quite good right now. So, um, but I am full on in quarantine, um, mm. have kicked father Francisco out of the house <laughs> and our seminarian Alex and our summer uh, thank- seminarian Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully they were both able to, uh, find places to, to go stay. Um, so that, uh, I could just live out these two weeks and get this thing out of my system um here so yeah thank you for asking uh, yeah absolutely doing, doing quite well so I, i've heard a bunch of people have just been asking generous to you brought meals different things so really people if you're listening to this i have a pregnant wife and two children i am the person in need not father paul here okay <laughs> he feels fine <laughs> He is fine. I have a pregnant wife of uh, 28 weeks, and uh, I could use food more than uh, Father Paul could. So uh, yeah, don't forget your two kids. Yeah, and my two kids exactly. So no, that is good to hear. Obviously, chicken nuggets. <laughs> yes, exactly. Many people have been asking and worried and concerned. Even I heard from one of our staff members mm-hmm. that somebody emailed them because they thought they like read or saw like that you weren't just diagnosed, but you died. And I was yeah. like, Oh my goodness. Like how rumors spread so easily. So we want to put everything to rest and we want to say, Hey, father, Paul, praise God, you're doing all right. And, um, mm-hmm. um, hopefully you're back at it very soon. But with that, um, we thought it'd be important. We had a few episodes recorded, but we wanted to add in the special edition so that we could update you on Father Paul and the church and how we're doing and how we're um, dealing with everything. And so I don't know, what has it been like since Saturday with this news? Because in case our listeners don't know, which I would assume most of them do, but just in case, we're about to open back up our doors. Diocese of Dallas yeah. got the green light. Go ahead, start masses again. And then mm-hmm. we found this out and uh, just didn't feel in good conscience. We could, you know put our people at risk. And so how's that been for you? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's disappointing. It's, uh, it's heavy. Really. I'm thinking, um, of all the people that I've been in contact with over the last week and, uh, trying to get a hold of them and help them. The thing is like, nobody really knows how to handle these asymptomatic positive things. And so it's hard to know like what kind of advice to give to people other than talk to your doctor. And so that's, that's been a heavy thing. It's also been kind of a constant thing. So the last couple of days feel like a whirlwind uh, sitting here at home in front of my computer, but a whirlwind nonetheless. Um, Absolutely. It's also 
I'll say it's been really impressive just to see the way our staff has handled this. Um, both with the fact that we have to shut down for two weeks now at the parish, like it's a major disruption to, to their lives as well. Um, but also we were so excited about reopening finally. And we had all of these signs and banners and stuff, and we've been working really hard to, to get everything, um, to make this like the most welcome home. Like, we're so glad to see you again on Sunday. Literally, just on a dime. (laughs) Literally on Saturday when we got the news, we thought, oh, no, all these welcome home signs. Glad (laughs) to have you back. We're up on our whole church property. And they're like, somebody's got to take them down. I'm one of the closest that lives um, to the church. And I took up my family, my seven-year-old kid and my four, uh, my seven-year-old son, Dominic, and my four-year-old daughter. And I literally, we opened the back of our minivan. I made my pregnant wife drive. And I p- took my children on a death march of having to collect about 900 signs around our parking lot that said, welcome home. And they were like, dad, why are you doing this to us? And I was like... Like, just pick up the signs, kids. So it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was disappointing for sure. You know, yeah. that's a funny little uh, story. It's also probably but, like 98 degrees when you were doing that because that was afternoon already, right? Yeah, it was like the heat of the day, 3 p.m. Yeah. They tell you not to go out or whatever. So thank you, Texas. Heat. Driving your, your children around, like, now pick up that one, go get that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, So, yeah, definitely pray for us, pray for the church Um, as we continue to navigate. Like Father Paul said, as a staff, we have to shut down for two weeks. And now um, as a church as well, we need to reevaluate everything, sacraments, um, everything that's taking place. So everything's canceled through July 3rd and unfortunately, probably longer based on this positive test, just to make sure that, you know, everybody is safe when we are able to return. So keep us in prayer. Um, And definitely, you know, it brings up kind of the idea that I was thinking, Father, um, for a little bit of this podcast. So probably be a little bit shorter than our normal ones. Um, Maybe we talk a lot, but, you know, you're not physically feeling, um, you know, bad as of right now. Um, you're not suffering in that capacity, but I know you as an intellect and somebody who ponders a lot and internalizes a lot. Um, there must be some impact of suffering that you're going through a little bit with this situation. Do you mind speaking into that a little bit and, and how, when we encounter situations that we weren't expecting as humans, whether that's COVID-19 or anything, how are we called to respond in that moment? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, glad you Thanks. asked. It's I'm very <laughs> smart. In my I'm, ju- I'm just being polite. Uh, no, it's, I don't know. The thing that comes to mind first is like the element of control in all this. Like there's a lot of, does it, there's a big part of suffering itself that is outside of our control, which I think is, is part of the part of the thing that makes it so hard. Um, and there is a very, a very real spiritual opportunity whenever we can recognize the limits of our control over a situation. Um, and 
that that's an opportunity to grow in faith right there. And there's not like a magic formula for it. It's just going to spend time with Jesus and saying like, you know, I trust you. Um, I trust that you're in control and that, that I am not. And I know I need to learn that. And I know it's a lifelong thing for me to learn. So that's, that's part of it. And being quarantined and thinking about, you know, all the, the people who could have been affected and how, how I wish things were different, how I wish that I had, you know, known so I could have controlled better um, the the way this, this potentially has spread. Um, like, those are the things that sit with me right now. Um, and I think they're just opportunities to grow in faith. There's, um, I don't want to take up this whole podcast because I, I can talk, like you said, but... Um, Yes. I brought up this. Yeah. I brought up this this book before. He leadeth me. It's about this missionary um, who really wanted to go and evangelize the Soviet Union back when that was a thing, and had trained for it, and then sent over, and like immediately was captured and was sent to a, a Siberian labor camp and and imprisoned for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. he paints this. He survived and was eventually set free, but he, he underwent immense psychological suffering in that prison camp and as, as well as physical, but he paints this picture of like the psychology of, of control and like the limits of like, he had no control over anything, um, there. And that can become a situation where it fills us with deep anxiety and turns us in on ourselves, but it can also be an opportunity for us to grow in humility and dependence on God. Um, and sometimes the the emotions can coexist with growing in faith, right? Like absolutely, that's a, that's a basic thing about emotions. You just can't can't really control them. Um, you just have to make sure they don't control you. And we do always always have the ability to control at least that. Um, how we react to things. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. I'm losing, losing track of the days in quarantine. I think it's been two, um, but, but two long days. <laughs> yeah. Not to make light of this. I don't want to, but, um, but just to control our own reactions um, and to continually go back to Christ and ask him for the, the strength and to, to let our, the circumstances that are beyond our control drive us closer to him. Like there's not sort of a, a threshold you reach where it's like, all right, I've, I guess my relationship with Christ is close enough. I can check that box and move on to something else. Like we can always um, grow closer to him. And so to let these, these moments of suffering um, when we don't know where to turn, drive us closer to him. Uh, Lord, to whom shall I go? And to ask him to show him himself in those moments, right? Um, I know for myself and my wife, Nikki, who have experienced loss, and I won't go too much into it in this podcast, but mm. we experienced the loss of our, our daughter who was 16 days old. She was born with an undiagnosed heart condition. And, um, you know, in that moment as a parent who had to bury a child and um, suffer this, you know, a terrible loss. Um, 
we spent obviously a lot of time turning to the Lord, um, a lot of time grieving and a lot of time asking him, show me where you are at, Lord, because I'm really struggling. And and that's one thing I want to bring into this podcast today, because so many teens, young adults, even adults that I talk to that have been away from the church or are taking a break from the church, um, it's because they've encountered some type of suffering or loss and can't get that question answered. They just say, where was God when, right? Mm -hmm. Where was he when my family member had cancer, when I was suffering through depression? Where was he when, you know, this terrible thing happened? And, you know, I just, I, I can't help but, you know, just continue to reiterate, we are, you know, a people that need to be ready, that First Peter 3.15, always ready to give a reason for the hope we have. You know, even in the darkest moment, like hope is there. But I don't know, just in, in that point, and I'm sure you encounter it a lot as a priest and people who come mm-hmm. to you for guidance, maybe. Um, and yeah, you, you want to speak any to that? Like, yeah, that no, you're right. I, I hear that all the time. It's a very common line. Um, uh, there's so like the problem of evil, right? Why is there evil when God is good? Like that's a big theological uh, question and it has been always. And uh, there's not like a, there's not a clean, satisfying theoretical answer on this. Like the answer is that where it's not why did God allow this, but where was he in the midst of this? And he entered into our suffering, like to prove his love for us. He actually became one of us so that he could suffer. And that's a great mystery, right? Um, So that he could suffer and then chose this death on the cross to prove his love for us. And so when I say it's not a satisfying theoretical answer, it's not like a sort of mathematical equation or just something like neat. Oh, that's the answer. I hadn't thought of that before. Um, it's it's much more on the level of like, <laughs> he, he took on everything it, except for sin. Like he became like us in all ways except for sin. And even some of the scriptures talk about him uh, becoming sin, which is a really interesting phrase. But um like taking on all the effects of our sinfulness and our fallenness. Uh, I guess there is, there is a basic answer to the question. Why is there evil in the world? It's because it's because we're fallen. Right. Um, That's why there's more, that's why there's moral evil in the world. Why is there physical evil? Like why do people get sick and why do natural disasters happen? Like that's just part of our world. Um, and so I think all those things need to make us look at uh, the world to come and what we're made for and that we're passing through um, this life. But in the, in the midst of the hard moments, that's not a super consoling thought. Much more consoling is that Christ himself wow. entered, yeah. <laughs> entered into our suffering um, to give it meaning. And um, that when we offer our sufferings to him, they become redemptive. Like, what is senseless takes on meaning in Christ. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> it's it's not real comforting at the time, right? Um, I often tell teenagers or people I talk to, uh, 
you know, the good news is it, it wasn't meant to be like this, right? He created it perfect. He created right. it without sin. So I usually just say thanks a lot, Adam and Eve, and I can just chalk up another one. <laughs> to right, yeah. them. Pass the buck. Exactly. That is what I am going to do. And speaking of that, which this really is not speaking of that, but I, I also have a, a bone to pick with you is because last mm-hmm. night while I'm sitting in my home worried about your well-being and the church's well-being, just scrolling through my Insta feed, all of it, and for those listening, that means Instagram. Um, that's that's how you deal that's how you deal with being worried about my well-being is by checking Instagram. No, yeah, that's how I keep my sanity after uh, entertaining okay. children for fourteen hours a day. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to do that. Exactly, Check Instagram. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, entertain. Ch- you probably don't know either. You don't know. No, how to I definitely, entertain children I definitely... check your Instagram. So, um, I'm checking my Instagram. All of a sudden, I see at Saint Anne Catholic posts an image that says just the priest father paul's daily reflections are back and i'm i was i was struck to the core of my heart when i i I felt betrayed in that moment i was like first off i thought i was the priest and you were the prodigal so i've been lied to this entire time and second off, only by yourself (laughs) (laughs) and second off you know i was like wait didn't we enter into um, a like legal binding contract here that we couldn't take that name or anything separate? And, you know, so contemplating a lawsuit, all of that. And so I just couldn't believe just the priest was airing today all of a sudden. And, you know, what happened to the prodigal and the priest? Do you want to give reflections every day with me from nine to nine 30? Like live prodigal and the priest. Yeah. Yeah, like scripture reflections and stuff. Mm. I'm going to pray about that. <laughs> okay. Go check your Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to check my Instagram. I could give reflections about real life. And you yeah. could then, that, that's what's kind of been making this work, is I, I, I bring the reality level down. Yeah, you know? no, it's, yeah, bring me down out of the clouds. Right. Well, I mean, that was my whole fear if I'm being really transparent in this moment with this podcast is I had somebody else set up to do a podcast with before you were assigned here. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time and we all know this. Okay. Let's, let's just call it what it is. We all know every great podcast has one person who's a little bit smarter than the other. And then there's usually the person who kind of navigates conversation, but then there's the, there's the person, the go-to smart person. And I was set up to be that person in my original podcast. Mm. And then there was a pivot to this podcast. And now I have, I mean, I don't know 11 languages. Okay. I don't, I don't take it an insult that you're smarter than me. Um, Now, do I have more, you know, probably street smarts because I've had to care for children and, care for lives yes i will own that so you know we each bring our own things here but I, I, you know hey man i appreciate that but i hung a picture the other day like i've had to learn how to do that some like some like fix fix it up stuff at this house in these last two days of quarantine like you hung a picture in your house yeah like i you know used a hammer and a nail and hung the picture it's been a long time since i did something 
that <laughs> that, that fixes there we go, bro. There we go. <laughs> some street smarts. As you can hear, Father Paul is doing worse than we thought, everybody. <laughs> he has only hung his first picture after living in that rectory for how long? How many months? <laughs> yeah, it's almost a year now. Almost a year now. But <laughs> anyway, we digress. So I just want to say, you know, I, I'll tune in. I'll tune in to give your viewership a little bump there. But, you know. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, trying to help my show. Yeah, trying to help your show, but. You know, we'll we'll have to debate another time because I mean, aren't we all called to be priest, prophet, and king? Absolutely. So, I mean, it could, say. Be, could be the prodigal and the priest and the priest, or we could start a new daily reflection called the priest and the priest. We'll pray about it anyway. So, um, we definitely want to make sure that everybody knows, um, you know, uh, that you're doing well. Uh, the church is hanging in in this tough moments, but to pray for us, pray for St. Yeah. Anne, pray for the community, pray for Father Paul that he stays healthy. Um, pray for yeah, me pray for, and my pray for all life. those. Yeah. And bring you, bring you food, um, yeah. some chicken nuggets and pray for everybody who's afraid. I think there's a lot of people who are really afraid right now. Um, and we had that brief moment of like, it looks like things were getting better. And now Texas is doing a lot worse. And, and uh, yeah, pray for the, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. Uh, fill their hearts. Yeah. And really that, like I said, that first P Peter 3.15, to always be ready to give that reason for the hope. When we first entered this quarantine, um, I remember going to the grocery store and vividly, just the look in people's eyes of, of fear. And, you know, and a lot of people still have that. And we understand it's very real. And um, we're called to be a light in this darkness. We are called mm -hmm. to bring hope um, to the hopeless. And so we pray for that. And we pray that we can do that together. So um, to finish out this, um, I don't know what we're going to call this episode, you know, father paul from home episode or something so uh, to finish out this first episode of um you know quarantine time uh for you we're gonna do our what you're reading what you know what you're watching what you're reading what you're thinking so mm. i'm sure you've been watching or reading more things actually in the two whole days you've been home maybe not so <laughs> you want to start you want me to start um i could start uh, so watching, I got to watch a little bit of golf the other day, um, which was nice. Still got some sports. Um, what am I reading? I'm reading a lot of emails <laughs> right now, just trying to, to get everything set in place. But I do have a whole stack of books that, um, I'm looking forward to reading. I hope I get to them. One of them is called Sin, A History. Um. <laughs> it just has like one large word printed like adam yeah i'm showing it to joey right now over yeah. over the the camera it's just sin big cursive letters it looks amazing i've read books by this author before gary anderson he's fantastic a really great biblical scholar so i think i'll, I'll start with that one 
Also, anybody, if you've heard a clicking the entire time, that's Father Paul clicking his pen. So we apologize for our podcast um, not being quality. Thanks, Father Paul. So, um, go. So you did watching and reading. You got any thoughts? Oh, um, yeah. I'm I'm exploring new ways of like quarantine workouts. Because in the quarantine before, I could go for walks all the time, but I really, I can't really do that now. Um, and so so I'm trying... when people are wondering quarantine before, what does that mean? Oh, I mean, like when we had the, the safer at home order and stuff like that, like you were allowed to go out for walks. Um, but now that I know that I'm positive and there's a lot of people in the neighborhoods around here who would recognize me, I don't want to scare them. Um and yeah. so I'm really just going to stay, you know, on the property on Rectory 2. Um, there's mosquitoes in the backyard. So anyway, I'm trying to figure out ways to do like bodyweight workouts um, and doing a lot of stretching, some core work, you know? Nice. So, yeah. yeah, I hear you. Um, okay. What am I watching, reading, thinking? My wife is watching season three of The Crown. And so I've been um, popping into that. I haven't seen season one or two. I'll be completely honest, but it is very intriguing. And I'm learning a lot about British history. Um, My kids are into this series called Dog Man. It is. I've explained it to (laughs) Father Paul. That's why he's um, laughing. Literally, the premise is there is a policeman and a dog and they both got injured and they had to sew the head of the dog onto the policeman. And then it became the ultimate crime fighter called dog man. And so there's, it's from the same guy who wrote um, the adventures of captain underpants. And so (laughs) it's real highbrow. Yeah. It's an intense series. We've been reading that a lot in my household. And what are you thinking? We bought this pool that like inflates um oh. it's not very big it's about eight feet wide 30 inches tall which i thought would be huge but then i realized i have two children that mm-hmm. are want like to own the whole pool area and are fighting and then i'm now it's it's a small little pool for the summer and i'm having to learn how to like balance ph levels and like shock the <laughs> literally it's a kid's pool and i'm like it has a little filter i'm skimming the pool i don't know how people do that doesn't make any sense i don't understand that at all literally you have to you just put the hose in those and then drain them when you're done no it's like too many oh i'm sorry not all of us you know sorry street smarts like fill up my pool whenever i want of all these gallons of water so my kids yeah it's like then they bring grass in the pool you got to skim out the grass i am learning a lot about pools and i only have an eight foot by 30 inch tall pool it is ridiculous so that's what i'm thinking um yes so we look forward to this we have two more podcasts so just to reiterate a few things we recorded two last thursday um so we have before we found out anything um So we have those two coming out very soon. So be on the lookout for it. And then we will continue to do this during quarantine, um, recording more podcasts, which we look forward to. And Father Paul, I mean, this from the bottom of my heart, which uh, 
uh, we're very glad that you are safe and and healthy and we continue to pray for that and and pray for saint anne and our church community during this time so on behalf of prodigal and the priest uh we want to thank all our listeners for um taking a special peek listen to this and uh yeah just say thanks a lot god bless